Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. For a lot of people, going full-time in their property business is a big part of the goal, the objective, the long-term plan. We see other people, seemingly successful people doing it, and we want to do it too. But is it as easy or difficult as we think it might be? Is it as good or enjoyable as we hope it will be? Is it right for everybody? I've been nearly seven years, in fact, over seven years full-time in my property business. And what I want to do today is rewind over that and share my experience. I want to talk to you about what's been involved, how I did it, the good and the bad, and hopefully help you understand, give you the context to make this decision for yourself. It's a big decision and I want to make sure that you get it right. So if this is interesting to you, if you're thinking about whether or not you should be going full-time in your business, then today's episode is definitely for you. So sit back, relax, do whatever you need to do, and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Okay, welcome back to the show. So today we're going to talk about going full time in our property businesses. Now, I've been full time for over seven years. Feels like a long time now, but it hasn't all been good. It's definitely been a roller coaster. I don't know if you've ever seen that diagram of the entrepreneurial journey, what people think it is, almost this straight line to success and the reality, which is this squiggly line that goes up, down, sideways, backwards, forwards, but eventually gets towards that successful point or certainly ends up going in that general direction. And that's absolutely how I would describe my experience of building a business and certainly the process and my experience of doing that while I was full-time in my business. So please don't be under any illusions that going full-time is the key to unlocking the success in your business, because it isn't. There's still so much more involved. But that's exactly why I want to share today's episode with you. That's exactly why I want to share my account with you and help you understand and consider the things that are important when you're making this decision. Now, the reason I actually decided to record today's episode was because while I was away skiing with some of my friends recently, all in the property industry, I was sat quietly, guys were sort of talking in the background amongst themselves, and I realised that 
I think all but one of the guys that were out with us were full-time in their property businesses. And I asked myself, are the guys full-time in their property businesses because they've done so well and that's allowed them to get there? Or actually, have these people decided to go full-time in their property business? And is that actually why they've been able to build really successful property businesses? And you know what? I think it's the latter. Now, that's in part what we're going to explore in today's episode, but I think that that choice and in part that sacrifice that people are prepared to make is often one of the predetermining factors that helps people get to where they want to get with their businesses, with their personal objectives. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are countless examples of people out there who went full-time in their business, jumped headfirst in and didn't do particularly well and are now no longer full-time in their business because they had to revert to something else. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Failure is actually part of building businesses. But what I am saying is, generally speaking, when I step back and look at the most successful examples of property businesses that I've seen, they've been built by people who have gone full-time in their property business. So I guess that raises the really important question as to when you should go full-time in your property business. And that is in part what we're going to try and bottom out and establish and certainly discuss in today's episode. Now, we often hear about people talking about the financial goals being, you know, the the reason why they're investing in property. 10,000 a month is that round figure. I often hear, don't know whether that's your goal or not. And there's nothing wrong with it if it is. But in my experience, and this is from mentoring some people who've gone on to do incredible things, it's from working alongside people doing incredible things, The key driver, and one of the distinguishing factors, I would actually say, is that they've been driven by the desire to have freedom of time and choice, have the flexibility to do what they want on their terms. They've relished the responsibilities of building a business and having a business and have been able to swallow the challenges and the sacrifices that have to come in doing that. Now, as I share my experience today, I think what you'll find is I was driven by that. It was the freedom of time and choice. So jumping out at an earlier stage was actually a big part of fulfilling my personal goals. It wasn't some financial objective. Actually, yes, of course, financial targets have to be part of building a business, but actually that came much later for me. Initially, it was just about getting my sleeve rolled up and getting stuck into my business because that itself was what I wanted to do. So to kick things off today, I want you to ask yourself a question and I want you to answer it very honestly. Why are you investing in property? Why are you building a property business? Is it because you've got some financial target? Is it because you need to replace some income that's perhaps an arbitrary figure? Or is it because you enjoy property and because you want to spend your time doing what you want to do on your terms? Do you want the flexibility and the freedom of time and choice? Now, for the time being, I want you to hold on to that answer, keep it to yourself, but. I want you to ask yourself again at the end of the episode after I've shared my experience. And what I want you to do is honestly ask yourself what you need to do to fulfill your personal objective. If it's a financial target, then maybe this whole going full-time thing has to wait. Maybe it doesn't. If it's about fulfilling your purpose and actually finding freedom of time and choice, then perhaps going full-time sooner rather than later is actually what you should be doing. Let's wait and see. So if we're thinking about going full-time in property, what questions might we have in mind? Well, I think the first one is, is it as good as it's made out to be? Is it as important as it's made out to be? Is the idea of going full-time in property, in fact, idealised? If it is, should we just 
continue working part-time or doing this as a bit of a side hustle? If it isn't, what do we actually need to do to make this happen? If it is as good as it sounds and it's made out to be, then what do we actually need to do to make it happen? Can anybody go full-time in property? I think that's a really important question to answer. And of course, when's the right time to go full-time in property? Now, I wish I could give you a black and white answer to all those questions, but the truth is I can't. This is a very personal thing. I don't know whether it's right for you, it was right for me, but it isn't necessarily right for everybody. So what I'm going to do now is is share my experience with you and hopefully that gives you the important context that you need if you're thinking about this yourself. So I went full-time in 2014, I think, which actually I think was about eight years ago. And here's the truth. For two years, I reduced my personal expenses down to about £2,000 every month. So the income that I already had as part of my portfolio that I'd started to build in 2009-10 and my physio stuff, I reduced all of my personal expenses down to £2,000 a month. That is what I said to myself, I'm going to live on. And that's exactly what I did. I started to sacrifice my salary. At that time, it was probably something like 50, 60,000. So certainly a big chunk of cash. And actually that chunk of cash that was coming in regularly from my physio job was actually what had in part helped me build my portfolio. So I was under no illusions that all of a sudden it was going to get much more difficult from a financial point of view. I worked from my bedroom for two years, living in my house share with a couple of pals. So I took a massive hit on my personal income. I took a massive hit on my tax return because previous to that, I was declaring more and that was helpful getting my mortgages and things. I knew that that was going to have to change for a couple of years. But for me, those sacrifices were essential. They were necessary to get me through the next ceiling. But I was also at a point where I wanted that freedom of time and choice. I wanted to make my own decisions. I didn't want to work a nine to five anymore. I didn't want to answer to anybody else. And that was what really motivated me. Now, initially, I made the decision to cut down gradually. I couldn't work part-time hours as a physio, but what I could do was contract and I could work a few weeks in physio and a few weeks out of physio. It meant a bit of traveling around the country, but that for me was a good graduation into going full-time in property. And I did that for somewhere between six and 12 months. I'd probably go and work one, two months as a physio, then come back and work a couple of months full-time in my property business. Now, There are a few things that I think really helped me get through those early stages because it was tough. It it was really tough at times. I had a plan. I had very clear targets and I had a contingency to fall back on. So if I was struggling or needed anything, I knew that I had a bit of cash saved and I'd already paid a bit of my rent up front and things like that. So I wasn't too concerned about what would happen if this went wrong. And I think that that's important here. I manage to contain that risk. And I think that that's important for you. If you're thinking about this, can you contain the risk? If you went full-time in your property business, but it didn't work or things didn't work as quickly as you wanted them to go, could you sustain it? Could you manage that? I had a contingency in place, make sure that you have one too. But there were definitely days, if I'm totally honest, where I was just sat twiddling my thumbs. I had nothing to do. I didn't have enough to do, despite my plan and these targets I'd set. I made a huge number of personal sacrifices. Holidays, relationship stuff, social stuff, you know, going out with pals and just doing stuff with the guys. For two years, I just worked harder than I have ever worked before. I felt guilty when I wasn't working and I questioned why I was doing it because my goal, my objective was to have time 
back and have that freedom of choice. And for two years, I didn't have it. I felt like I was glued to my desk, even when I didn't have much to actually do because there wasn't much going on. But I felt so guilty. I was stuck there, tied there, thinking about it, planning it. And that was really difficult. And at times, in fact, there were a number of times when I seriously thought about packing it in and actually maybe just doing a bit of the physio stuff part-time and the property stuff part-time and actually maybe doing that permanently. But I'm glad I didn't. Now, the initial progress was really, really, really slow. I can't tell you how slow it was. Everything was bootstrapped because I reduced my expenses to a couple of grand a month. And because I needed everything else I could possibly muster to invest into my business or potential properties, then it was really tough at times. Everything was bootstrapped. The reality is buying any more property was almost impossible for a couple of years. I just didn't have the income. Without my physio job, I just didn't have it. Now, I was relying on things like refinances, but they only come every few years. I was really in a position where I was a bit stuck, or so I thought. I had a good strategic think about it all, and I reviewed my goals. And I decided that what I obviously needed to do and deal with, first of all, was cash flow. I made that my number one priority. So I started to deploy 70% of my efforts into actually doing that. Previously, I thought that I would go full time and find a way magically to build my portfolio. But I changed tact and I decided that actually what I needed to do was build a business that generated cash first. So I put about 70% of my time and effort into actually building a business. And that business is ultimately what became my main investment and management group, which, if you've heard the story, did end up doing really well and growing really, really quickly. Now, after a couple of years, I think 2017, when it was clear that that business was on its own feet and it was starting to grow, then I started to think about building my own portfolio again, thinking about how I could raise the finance, who I could work with to actually help build my portfolio. And then, of course, the idea of working with private investors came in and that then became part of my objective. I found more time and resource and energy to put into that as well. I actually found a way to incorporate it into my business. And that was great. So it all started to fold into itself. And actually, this wasn't really what I'd anticipated or planned when I first started out. But gradually, very gradually, it did all start to work. We started to generate cash in the business. We started to buy assets with private investors. Things started to move in the right direction. But that initial piece took, honestly three to four years. It took three to four years to feel like I got back to where I was when I went full time, certainly from an income point of view, certainly from what I was doing in my personal life, you know, what I was able to spend and do and plan holidays and that sort of stuff. It, It honestly took three to four years just to get to that stage. Now, it's quite tough to put three to four years of work and to kind of squeeze it down into part of today's podcast. But honestly, Those three to four years were the toughest in my business career today. There were days of despair, weeks of regret, months of frustration. It was so difficult at times. And again, I continued to question why I was doing it. I wasn't getting that freedom of time and choice back. I suppose what I did have was the ability to answer to myself. I could still work when I wanted to do it. But honestly, I was having to make so many sacrifices and having to work so hard and so often to make it happen that actually I was working a lot more than I ever was. So it did feel like it was so much more difficult. Just turning up to a nine to five 
on reflection at times, just looked like the most attractive idea in the world. So honestly, at times it was really difficult not to seriously think about knocking it all on the head and going back to that, but I didn't. And it was the consistency piece that really paid off for me in the end. I was consistent. I just took every day as it came. I looked for the small wins. I showed up. I did the little things. I tried to do the little things as well as I possibly could and gradually got the results. And I just repeated that day in, day out. And it was those small wins, those little wins along the way that actually kept me focused and kept me motivated because honestly, without them, I would not have been able to last three or four years. There's just no way. It would have been too hard. It would have been too difficult to stay motivated. I'm all for delayed gratification, but I need those small wins. Those small wins keep me moving forwards. You know, that carrot being dangled in front of you. It's great. And just being able to kind of get a taste of that every so often was so, so, so important. And that would come in loads of different ways. It would be, you know, a small victory, bringing a new property on. It would be getting featured in a magazine, you know, whatever it was. I really relished those small wins and actually really stopped to make sure I celebrated them. And that is an important thing that I would recommend if you're going to do this, you absolutely make sure you do do it because otherwise you can just become consumed by the amount of sheer effort that's required to get a proper business off the ground. When I was about three or four years in, I started to realise that opportunities were coming my way. I hadn't really realised, but I'd been developing my network. Because I was so immersed in the industry, meeting people locally, nationally, I was meeting more and more people. And these people turned out to be people who could help me, people who could offer me opportunities in all sorts of ways that you can't possibly imagine. And then things really hit another gear. You know, we moved into another gear and those opportunities really started to help me catalyze the growth of my business and my personal objectives. And this was something I hadn't thought about early on. And actually I wish, and kind of going back, I'd have prioritized that a little bit earlier, but that definitely started to happen. And there's absolutely no way that that could have happened and those relationships would have developed if I hadn't have been full-time. If I just wasn't there and immersed in my business and turning up and meeting these people, sometimes by sheer coincidence, many of the things that started to happen just just wouldn't have happened. And then I gradually increased what I could take from my business as things started to go well. I started to take a little bit more. I started to enjoy some of the fruits of that. And gradually I started to build my team. My team took on more responsibility. And gradually, and this happened, I would say, between years four and eight, gradually I've been able to step away from the detail, work on the business more than in the business. And that is honestly the sort of timeline that it's taken me to get where I was. I honestly don't think before four years that I felt like I had any more time at all. In fact, I had far less time, that's the truth. Beyond four years, after about four years, I started to feel like I got my time back. I could take more holidays. I could afford to take more holidays. I had the ability to make certain choices, delegate certain activities, and... Of course, I probably could have done some of that sooner, but the reality is growing a business is hard and you don't always know and you don't always understand what's required and you learn a lot of it on the job. But still, I think it's unrealistic looking back, or I think it certainly was unrealistic of me looking back to think that I could have done that within 12 months. Actually, even if I wound the clock back with everything I know now, if I was starting from the same position with the same resources, I still think it would have taken me several years to get to that point. Now, you've got to make a decision as to whether or not that sacrifice is worth it for you. For me, 
It is, and it definitely was. Despite how difficult it was at times, it absolutely was worth the sacrifice. And I'd do it again in a heartbeat if I had to. And honestly, if there was one piece of advice, if I could only give myself one piece of advice looking back, and if I was going to do it all again, I would tell myself to do it sooner. Honestly, I would. The lack of responsibility and dependency on me was amazing. Now that's changed now. I've got more responsibilities, people to look after, mortgages to pay, but there was very little holding me back then. And even before then, less still. So, and it doesn't matter what stage you're at. Maybe you're in your twenties thinking about doing this and maybe you're in your fifties, sixties and thinking about doing this now. It is never too late, but do it sooner rather than later if you want to do it. Live with no regrets. I'm a huge believer of that. Worst case, cover it back. Make sure you've got that contingency in place and just go back to your job if that's what you have to do. Honestly, that is literally the worst case scenario. Leave on amicable terms. Don't tell your boss you hate him or her. Leave on amicable terms. But what's the worst that could happen? You'd go full time in your property business. You give it everything you've got and it doesn't work. So what? Now, of course, that summary is just my account. That's my short eight years squeezed into a few minutes. That's my account. And it's going to be different for everybody. Your experience could be totally different. And what you want and are trying to get out of this could be totally different. And that's fine. But you've got to make a decision for yourself. Now, if today's episode has inspired you and hopefully hasn't scared you off, and I hope it actually has inspired you, if if this is something you're thinking about doing, There are a few other episodes that I would recommend you go back and listen to. Episode number 33 with Liam and Molly was all about replacing their income through HMOs. Great episode for anybody who's thinking about going full-time in their property business because they want to replace their, their income through HMOs. Episode 41, love this. This is with Johnny Stockwell, who's actually one of my mentees, been working with Johnny for a long, long time. Johnny's a stuntman. He's actually a professional stuntman. You've probably seen him in lots of big films. I'm not going to tell you. You have to go and watch them and try and spot him. But Johnny's episode, Nought's 5 HMOs, number 41, was a great one. And we talked a lot about that process of transitioning from Johnny's work to full-time in the business and planning and the way that Johnny has been thinking and, and, and can going about that. Episode number 49, zero to eight HMOs, the power of networking and going full-time with Mac Gore. This was a superb episode. Mac really surprised me. I don't want to give everything away if you haven't heard it, but go and listen. Mac had a fantastic job, professional career, great salary, and he literally cut it down at the knees, jumped straight in. Mac's one of those examples, went full-time in property and made it happen, made it work, and very successfully. Really inspiring episode. And episode 85, in fact, as well. Four beds to 20 beds and everything in between with Jamal Maslam. It's been one of our most popular episodes this year, and I'm not surprised why. Jamal shared his really honest account of the process that he went through, transitioning to full-time in his business, but actually what that allowed him to do. So, like I said, I hope this has inspired you. I hope it hasn't scared you off. And if you are inspired, go and have a listen to those episodes and... You know what? There's probably no perfect time to do this. Honestly, there probably isn't. But understanding what's involved, at least having a good idea, having contingencies in place, and then being consistent with everything you do and understanding that worst case, you can go back to whatever it is that you were doing before, makes everything seem a little bit easier. So if you're thinking about going full-time, then I hope this gives you the nudge in the right direction. 
That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to ask me any more questions about this at all, then come on over to the HMO community. I'm an open book and you'll find a lot of our community members have already made this transition and it's a great place to find guidance and support on this and lots more. Maybe you've already made the decision and you've decided you're going to go full-time, but what you need now are the tools to help you scale that property business up. Well, everything's waiting for you inside the HMO roadmap. You'll find all your cheat sheets and swipe files, expert masterclasses, all of my videos and lessons on how how to find deals, fund them, and much, much more. It's all waiting for you. So why not go and check out the HMO roadmap? That's it. Don't forget, I'll be right back here next time. So join me then for another installment of the HMO podcast.